0: Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhardt. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is June 1st, 2022, and I hope you're all having a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. My day got off to a very exciting start this morning. I was woken up by the fire alarm. Don't worry, nothing was actually on fire. My husband was just cooking breakfast. (laughs) And some oil got a little too overheated and started smoking, and our fire alarm did not like that. So that was a rather rude awakening. But I went back to sleep for a while, and when I got up, I just immediately started in with housework and doing just a few things that I've been kind of putting off, like, you know, dusting over the door frames and all of that. And I realize part of this is just my attempt at procrastinating to keep from facing the fact that I need to sit down and write. I have been doing that so much with this last book, and I'm fighting it constantly every day, but it is a real struggle. I am winning. <laughs> I am winning the struggle, but it's tough. One of the things that I thought I wanted to talk to you about today was how people actually write books. What is the process? There are so many different ways that you can do this. There there are, of course, the, the very common ones. Whenever you go into many writing groups on different social media platforms, you will always see people asking, are you a plotter or a pantser? And if you don't know what that means, a plotter is somebody who actually sits down and writes out an outline for the entire piece that they're working, or at least most of it so that they know in this chapter, this is going to happen in this chapter, that's going to happen. And this is going to be the conclusion that brings it all together at the end. If you're a pantser, you just sit down and start writing and see where the story takes you. Or you can do a combination of the two. But for me, I am a total, total pantser. I have tried to write outlines and plot. I mean, that's basically the way that they teach you how to do it in creative writing and university and... I've always been told you make an outline, you give like a little bit of a paragraph just to know what you're gonna be doing in each section of your writing, and I can't do that. I mean, I'll do it, but then when I actually go to write the story, it completely changes every single time. The characters in my head are just like, yeah, that was a nice outline, that was very cute, thanks for doing that, but we're gonna go over here and do this instead every single time. So I finally just got to the point where I'm like, okay, I give up the The voices in my head win <laughs> I will just follow your guide for the stories and quit doing this because basically for me, the way that I write stories is very, very different from most of the people that I've talked to. When I sit down to write a story, I've thought about it for a while. I think about the characters, who they are, how they interact, but I don't really think about where I want to go from point A to point B. I just know. I do have these characters and I want them to end up over here. And when I sit down to write, it's like a movie just starts playing in my head and I'm just sitting there writing down what I see. It's more like I'm a journalist that I'm just relaying the events that I have been watching to all of you. I don't try to direct it. I don't really think about it too much. I just sit down and start writing the story from beginning to end. Now, the problem with this is like what I'm having issues with right now. If I sit down to write and that movie in my head doesn't start playing, I have nothing to write. I have nothing in my head to like kind of help get it going. It's just an automatic thing for me. It always has been. So when that movie doesn't start playing for me to relay to you, I'm just kind of up a creek. Seriously. So I have been sitting down and like going over what I've already written, trying to get that movie started again. And I've been inching forward a little bit at a time, but it hasn't really picked up and taken off. So I am, I am still working on it. I have been very diligent about sitting down at the computer and trying to get this going. But it is it is a slow process right now, and I'm not really too sure. I'm still trying to delve into why I am so stuck on this one. The only thing I can really come up with is this is, I know this is the last book in this serial, and I love these characters. I care about these characters, and even though I know this is not going to be the last thing that I do with them, I do have another serial that I want to do later called Surviving the West that I'm taking like my favorite characters from this one and moving them to a new territory. This will be the second book in the territory saga serials and, you know, have, you know, their life going there. So I know I'm not saying goodbye to them, but I'm saying goodbye to this point in their lives. And I, it's sad. I hate that. I don't want to let them go, but I have so many other things that I want to write that I know I, I need to, to do this. I need to finish it. I need to let it go. Plus, I keep reminding myself, I had wanted to originally release Into the West Family Ties for Christmas, because there's a section that happens at Christmas. But that didn't happen, obviously. So I had posted everywhere that this will be released in spring of 2020. Well, spring's almost over. I, I have like 21 days left in spring. If I want to be able to make that other deadline that I set for myself, and I do, I desperately want to meet that deadline and I can do it. I know I can finish this book in that amount of time. The cover is set. The information is all set in the publishing sites. All I have to do is drop in the text and it's ready to go. So I know this is possible. I just have to find a way to kick that movie into high gear and get it done. So that's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm diligently trying to get this information going. Now, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is the audiobooks. So most of you probably know that I pieced together all of the readings that I had been doing at the end of these podcast episodes to create a beta version of an audiobook because I'm trying to figure out how to do this all myself. Since I have the free beta version audiobook for Into the West, The Orphan Train, I am not going to go back and re-record that one right now. I'm just going to let that one stand as the free beta example, if you will, for anyone who wants to listen to it. I'm going to start the professional recordings with book two, Into the West, A New Home. I'm going to go through all of the audiobooks, And this is coming after I finish and publish this last book, Into the West Family Ties. I'm not going to do the rest of the audiobooks until that is done. So don't worry, I'm not finding more things to procrastinate with. The audiobooks are all coming after the last book is published. But I'm going to start with Into the West, A New Home, book two, and then go through all the rest of them to the end to Into the West Family Ties. And then after all of those are done, then I'll go back and redo... Into the West, The Orphan Train in a more final professional version that will be for sale. And I'll leave the freebie up. People can listen to that one if they want to, or they can buy the one that, you know, sounds more professional. I'm not really too hung up on that one because I've always used that first book as sort of a free promotional giveaway to get people into reading all of the other books. And I figured I'm probably going to do the same thing with the audiobook version of it to try and get people interested to come in and listen to the other audiobooks. So that way they'll have an option. They can just do the free beta version or they can pay a couple of dollars to listen to the professional version of the first book. But those are the things that I'm working on right now. If you have an opportunity, I would greatly appreciate it if you go to my website and listen to that free beta version audiobook. Because I am not big on audiobooks myself. I would listen to them when I was going on road trips. And that was about the only time I ever listened to them. I I would rather sit down with a book in my hand and read it instead of listening to it when I'm at home. It was only on these long car trips that I would listen to audiobooks. So I don't have a lot of experience listening to them. So I don't really feel secure listening to my own audiobook and picking out the things that I should do differently. Now, granted, I already know I need to work on my Irish accent. That's a given. <laughs> I promise that is not how it's going to sound in the final versions of everything. And some of the voices are a little off because I didn't have an interface before for the microphone. And I had a different microphone set up then. You will definitely hear the difference in the new microphone and the old microphone when you listen to each chapter, because the introduction that where I say into the West, a new home by Stephen Burkhart, chapter one, that part is with the new microphone and the new interface. And then the rest of the story is from my old equipment and you will notice a definite change in the sound quality. So everything has already improved just by me getting a new microphone set up and getting the interface for the microphone to the computer programs. So those are things are already taken care of. I just have to actually sit down and record all of them. Kind of like finishing the last book. I just have to sit down and write it. It's all just getting my behind in my desk chair and doing the work and it's going to happen. Don't worry. But please, if you are a fan and you listen to audiobooks on a regular basis, please go to my website, give the audiobook a listen, and give me your feedback. I really, truly want feedback. And be critical. I can take it. Don't worry about it. Tell me exactly what you think of it. I want to make this the best possible product for listeners that I can. So I want to know everything that you think needs to be corrected. Even if you think it's like a very minor thing and no big deal, mention it. Let me know. I want to hear it all. And I would be forever grateful to each and every person who does that because I need your help. Simple as that. I need your help. But I think for today, we are going to go ahead and end this. And just for the fun of it, I think I'm going to read a little bit from Into the West Family Ties, just to prove that I have actually been writing something. (laughs) So here we go. Into the West Family Ties, book seven of the Into the West Saga serial by Stephen Burkhart. My pen name. Chapter one, continued. Over the next few years, Martin and Margaret became friends, but he never tried to pursue a relationship with her. Something about her always seemed so distracted and sad. He had a feeling that she was still mourning the loss of her husband, and he didn't know if he would be out of line trying to start a romantic relationship with her. For the time being, it was enough for him just to enjoy her company whenever possible. The last year, Martin noticed Margaret seemed to be losing weight, and he often inquired about her health. She always assured him she was fine, and it was just the hard work of a scullery maid that was thinning her out. When Martin would inquire about her children, she would always reply that they were fine and quite happy. Several times Martin gave her toys for the children. Margaret would always refuse them at first, but eventually he was able to persuade her to take them. He didn't know at the time that her children never saw the toys he gave her. Margaret sold them on the way home to buy food for the children instead. It was his generosity which had allowed her to keep the children with her a few more months than she had expected. Martin noticed right away when Margaret stopped showing up to work. Since graduation from university, Martin had been working for his father. He was the new office manager at their main office in New York City. He started his days very early, before most of the household had even woken for the day. It was just him and the house staff. He liked it that way. After getting up and dressed, he always made a quick stop by the scullery to say hello to Margaret as he made his way into the kitchen to steal an apple from Mrs. Weathersby, their cook. The older woman always pretended not to notice his theft as she insisted he sit and have a bowl of porridge before heading off to work. He liked starting his day with these women. Unless there was a major muddle at work, his good mood could usually carry him through to dinner. But now, as he sat in the chair across the room from Margaret's bed, he wondered how he could have ever been so blind to her plight. Looking at her sleeping in the large brass bed, he could not fathom how he had missed so many signs. And I think we're going to stop here for today, mostly because that's all I've gotten written. <laughs> Be sure to check back in with me next week, as I hope to have another little sneak peek for you from what I've been working on in Into the West Family Ties. So now, why don't you just find something wonderful to do today, something that lifts your spirit and brightens your smile. Go forth and be happy.